This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Summer begins today. Here we are. Today is today the first. No, it's this week. It's what this day week. is the first day of summer? If it's not today, it is this week, and I'm going to tell you right now. I think it's June 21st. All I can tell you is this: it is officially summer begins this Sunday. Sorry, so it begins this officially begins this Sunday. So Father's Day and summer are the same day? No, because I think Father's Day. Yes. Yes, you're right. The 22nd. June 20th. Or 20th. So isn't that. <laughs> Don't listen to me on anything. Isn't that funny? The longest day of the year this year is also Father's Day. Well, yeah. I mean, because. It does always feel like the longest day of the year, doesn't it? I genuinely. What is Father's Day? What are we I, bothering with them for? I, I got to be honest with Every you. Every day it's, is Father's Day. They leave the house all day. Yeah. Someone else takes care of everything. Yep. I was going to say, it's very rare that someone deserves this celebration. There should be a single Father's Day, but no Father's Day. I couldn't agree more. So single fathers should be celebrated. Yes. And regular fathers, all we're doing is keeping the tie industry going. Is that all that is? That's right, Ronna. They all still wear, you know, I mean, it's 2021. Everyone's still wearing ties and hats and (laughs) the whole thing, taking their cane to work and yeah. Every Saturday and Sunday. Remember briefcases? Of course. Really, you have to put your documents somewhere, Brian. No kidding. Got to get that legal pad in there somewhere. Every Saturday and Sunday is Father's Day, as far as I'm concerned. Certainly every Sunday. They, there's either sports on sure. or they can go for a ride. And everybody thinks, oh, they've worked so hard all week. We should leave them alone. Please. The easiest thing in the world is to get out of your house and work. <laughs> That's the what, best what a blessing. Yes. When someone says, you can't be here from nine to six, you have to be somewhere else. You got it. Wonderful. Uh, what else is going on with you, dear? How are you? I'm good. You know, I haven't been sleeping that well. I wake up in the middle of the night, eventually go back to sleep. What do you do? You're one of those people that takes an hour in the middle of the night and then goes back to sleep? Apparently, generally not, but lately, yeah. yeah. I wake up at like 3.30 and, you know- Thinking that I'm being chased by a wolf or sure, of course, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then, you know what, Ron? I'm just going <laughs> to level with you. I'm just going to level with you. Uh, the lobsterman uh, called it off. Oh. Yeah. Really? He, he did, Rana. He did. And um, I, I spent all- I just thought of him. Did he call you on his cricket phone? That's what I was wondering if he called. Yeah, and the, it by the with, way, the number with the big numbers. He said I was the. He said he couldn't believe the call went through because I guess he thought all his minutes were up. But so he called me at the very last second and said that. And then of course I raised absolute hell and graffitied all over his wife's house. Um, well, just because why not? One. Yeah, why not? Well, because I just assume it had something to do with her. Well, you so needed went, a release of some kind. Exactly. So I graffitied yeah. her wall. Catharsis. Exactly. And said, you know, I graffitied over the windows of the children's bedrooms. One said monster one, one said monster two. And then hers says, whore bitch. 
So, yeah. So I probably shouldn't have done that. You might have gone a little far. I might have gone a little far, but I didn't want to, you know, ruin his mother's house. And the houseboat's not technically his, so I didn't want to get that involved. So that was sort of the closest thing I could do. But I went crazy. Huh. Yeah. Did you even know you can't? I got to be honest, not really. I, I'm sort of, <laughs> I was sort of shocked by it. I was sort of shocked by you, it. But because honestly- Did you care or do you just not, or will you just not be had by another person? It's more that I won't be had. Because listen, yeah. what was our relationship? It was watching VHS tapes. So I yeah. can go buy a VCR somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, and also if like I want to, and also you want to know something, Rana? I wish you had warned me that this business was not going to get off the ground with the lobsters. Oh, I, I feel see. like you're a smart business person and you could yeah. have given me a little bit of warning because ultimately I feel a little bit taken advantage of and all that came out of it was shirts. And I don't even know how many lobsters he's caught. And I yeah. sort of feel like not, I didn't want to graffiti the main house, obviously, but all I'm saying is like, I could have oh, used a little dose. That, no, it was not. I'm telling you, it wasn't was that in, in the, the cards. I'm telling you it wasn't. But uh, by telling me it wasn't in the cards, you're telling me it was, it was in the cards. Let's just get real. Why bring it up? Look, all I know is I woke up at 3.30 thinking I didn't do the main house, did I? And then I went out, crept out and looked and I didn't, thank God. But Rana. He did do that commercial. I mean, you know, we have that's to give what him I some thought. credit. I guess yeah. I'm just sort of surprised that you were sort of mum about the whole thing. I know. I was so complacent about all of it, wasn't I? Yeah. I mean, you so really permissive. Seemed... Yeah. I really seemed on board for all of it. You kind of really did. Seemed like I thought it was going to work out. Yeah. Seemed like I was going to invest in it. And yes. Seemed like I kept saying what a great idea it was to only deliver lobsters in a one mile radius that are caught off a pier during a red tide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. All this stuff. Yeah. So it really is my fault that went on for as long as it But did. I am ultimately yeah. glad that I didn't invite him to Martha's Vineyard. And cause I know that you would probably would have liked to have met him at some, I mean, it's so crazy. You all never really were in close contact, but I am glad ultimately that that was probably the right decision I made. Yeah. Well, you had a nice pandemic together. You and the lobsterman. We did. We did. Yeah. And you know what? Who else were you going to watch overboard with 10 to 15 times oh, on VHS? God. That movie is so funny. I'll never get over it. You know, that overboard's the first time I saw a person wearing a thong. Goldie Hawn. Really? I'd never seen that kind of underwear before. I don't remember her wearing one in that. I think she's wearing like a- Very high cut 80s. Or maybe it's more just like a really high cut- Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie when she's rich. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Well, she does have a terrific figure, Goldie Hawn. Always did. We have to give her that. Well, I'm very sorry, dear. I'm sorry that it's affecting your sleep. I guess that's what's affecting it. At least I don't know. there's that crab guy up in Gloucester. Did we ever hear from him? We'll have to check in with Mimi and see if he wrote back to us. And then I went down to that candy shop and I spent $85 on both <gasps> candy yesterday. Oh, we no. Really? Which doesn't even buy you that much. It didn't look like that much, but yeah, $85. I know. A root beer barrel, you know, is worth a, isn't worth what it used to be, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So anyway, they used I thought- to call it penny candy. They can't call it that anymore. No. They can't. It's yeah. not very good. But Rana, I was thinking like we could do like, Halloween, summer Halloween, and we could leave the candy out. Just leave it out for you, you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that'd be fun. Are you asking me if I would leave a bowl of candy by the carriage house? Is that where we're headed with this? Yeah, Yeah. because I can't keep it in here. So outside, you know, different rules. Do you know that I met someone the other day who told me they didn't believe in milkshakes? I guess I don't understand what that means. Why would anyone say that? Why would anyone say they exist, why? No, they don't why believe... would I have a milkshake? Basically, what's the point? Like, why of not a just have ice cream? Why have a milkshake? Because it's 
Delicious. Delicious. You know what I figured out about milkshakes? Milkshakes And it's the best way to eat a couple different kinds of ice cream if you want to go that way. And think about how children, we were all children once, love milk. Yes. Now think about a milkshake. You're taking milk and you're making it the most delicious form of what it could be. Ice cream, this is why people love ice cream. It's the most delicious form of milk. Yeah. And I got to say, there's something sometimes that tastes, which doesn't really make much sense, but tastes purer about a vanilla milkshake than sure. a vanilla ice cream. I don't yeah. know. They're both delicious. I think it has to do taste, yeah, with like, the texture. Yeah. I think you're right. It does feel, you're right. It does feel yeah, more it's soothing the way it it's goes soothing. down. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely. said he didn't understand why anyone would drink a milkshake. I thought- well, I understand if you're watching your figure, you don't want a milkshake. Well, but, sure. But why fine. would you dismiss the milkshake as a concept? I'll never forget. Ryan Gosling had to gain weight for something, for some role. Hmm. And they ta- he talked about his diet with like Entertainment Weekly for gaining weight. And all I could think was like, that is the fucking dream. That oh, sounds amazing. Two milkshakes a day and then a peanut butter sandwich. And he would then, leave yeah. a bunch of ice cream out on the counter. And when it melted, he would drink it. I was oh, like, that sounds- that Are you sounds serious? Great. Yeah. That's oh, what we would do, on. like Hagen dazs pints on the th- counter and then drink them. Wow. That's mm-hmm. that's living. That's like when Aretha Franklin talked about uh, the Aretha Dante salad. Dante says he got fired, though. Who did? Who did, Dante? Ryan Gosling. From he gained what? All this what was the movie? For the Lovely Bones, and then when he showed up on set, they were like, oh, no, you're too fat. Are you serious right now? Yes. That is awful. I'm going to need a link, Dante, because I'll be honest, I can't believe a word you say, especially when it comes to entertainment news. Any info on the Aretha Franklin salad that she invented for losing weight? <laughs> that you can't ask Dante to look up the Aretha Franklin well, salad. Well, it was featured in People Magazine, Dante. For any reason you find it, you can list off the ingredients. But anyway, anyway, <laughs> Rana, that might be that might be why I'm losing some sleep lately. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that, that it's upsetting you, but I am excited for something else though, because I think, how does that wonderful song go with, what? What about Jordan? No, nothing. I just thought- I'm not going to talk about Jordan today. Oh, okay. So with every, what do they say? Every new beginning starts with some of the beginnings end. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And this Rana. is the summer to be single, I have to say. It's the summer to be single, but it's, it's also- Negr- It's Negrana summer. I was going to say, I know just the thing that will be a terrific pick-me-up. Yeah. And it's loaded with sugar, which you love. The Negrana. <laughs> Let's be honest, Rana. I have a very love-hate relationship with sugar, but I have only a love-love relationship. With the Negrana. With the Negrana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dante's right. He was fired. It was 2010, and Peter Jackson is the one who fired him. And then that movie never really did anything. Like, I don't remember anyone even talking about it. Really. He gained 60 pounds. That's too much weight to gain. I agree. In delicious. any event, who cares about that? Let's get back to what really matters, which Let's is get back to the, absolutely our the gin of the joint. The it, I mean, could people, I can't, I'm so excited to reveal this bottle to people that's going on it's sale this Friday. Gorgeous. It's, it's gorgeous. so stunning. It really is. It says Negroni on the bottle. It is meant to be enjoyed as a Negrona, yes, not exactly. as a Negroni. Exactly. And what we, of course, recommend is the people chill it and serve it up. That's Definitely. how we like to do it. Sure. Are we in you your can home do rocks. with you? 
You can Are we rocks. in your home with you? If you want to, if you want to have it on the rocks, you want to make it last a little longer. That is entirely up to you. Yeah. I do want to warn people, and it does, of course, say Negroni on the label, not Negrana. So I don't want to hear from Agent about why he's confused. Argent, about it's a what's Negrana, actually but you have in to there. call it a Negroni. This is the liquor business. Yes, Agent. Okay. So that's my beginning and the end of my answer is it's the liquor business. Enough, Arjant. You heard it but here first. I've last. gone out of my way. I've been in the lab for well over a year on this. Honestly, Rana, like I, I don't and understand. And I'm giving it the seal of approval here from the two of us. You're ready to? It's so fabulous. It comes gorgeous. in the most gorgeous bottle you've it's ever so seen. It's so beautiful. I don't know why you would take, you take this to any gathering this summer, which is what people are obviously going to be doing. You're the star of this. Only, you, if, automatically. only if you're interested in knocking people's socks off. If only you're not interested in knocking, interested people's, in knocking socks people's socks off, don't do And it. having people say, where did you get this? And you're like, oh, well, no, it's the Negrana. Negrana.com, like, of course. You just go right to Negrana.com. I'm taking and, this to every single thing I'm invited to this summer. I can't wait. And the other thing that people have to understand is that because it is a mixed cocktail and it's made with vermouth... It has to be imbibed in a, I think, over maybe like a couple of weeks, let's once say. Once you crack it open. Yeah. Once you open, it needs to be, you have to drink it. Yeah. Over a cup. You'd have to drink it in a night. That's not what I'm telling people. Sure. But I it's mean, a fresh. If, you, if you're coming out of drink. lockdown, you share it with people, It's it'll be gone by the end of the night anyway. Yes. But it's a fresh drink. So like a bottle of wine. You open a bottle of wine, this is an expiration date on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I thought about, Rana? What, dear? Well, the lobsterman did have a lot of like clam broth. Like he makes his own clamato. So mm. I, was, I wonder. I wonder if it's too late to bottle that. It probably is. Well, um, I believe Mott's has already bottled the clamato because it's called clamato. They're pretty big, right? Isn't that Mott's? Yeah, probably. Who makes tomato juice? Yeah. Isn't that that strange thing about them that they make they make tomato juice and applesauce? Uh, in apples juice, yes, exactly. exactly. Clamato, I'm looking it up. Oh, it's from it came out in 1969. Excuse me. Hubba hubba. Uh, in California, of all places. Uh, wow, it's California's done a lot. People don't know that. It looks like it's owned. Yes, Mutz. Mutz, which is also apparently owned by Dr. Pepper Schweppes Seven Up. Ba, 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 all the same. Dr. Company. Pepper. I'll tell you what. They make it with a meat. They use it to make a michelada. Sure. Yep. I've never had a meat. I don't know if I've ever had a clam, a clamato. I don't know that I, I have either. They used to have a clamato commercial that went like this. Clamato. That's how they did it in Spanish. Wow. Very nice. Uh, that was the voiceover. Was but right? I love a michelada. I, I don't often drink beer, but when the circumstance you know calls for it, I love a michelada. You know, my family claims they invented the michelada. I, my family I, in Mexico. I've there's a lot this. of that going on with your family. What else did they invent? You know, Hotels? I don't know what's real and what isn't. I don't know what's real and what isn't. Do we know where they say they've invented the Michelada? Do we know My the circumstances of me. the fable? I think it was in Vias. Um, I'll, I'll have to ask my dad the lore. You know what? I'll ask him this weekend and say, how did this happen? Yeah. We'll Let's we'll get to the bottom says. of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll see. Uh now, what's going on in our brief here? Do we have any updates or anything well, like that? We just we got we did the clatch, which was a huge hit, oh, and we were so excited fabulous. for that. I had to go in the sauna and sweat out all that coffee immediately because I was spinning like a top. I know, but wasn't it wonderful to see everyone and and everyone was so kind about our gorgeous invitation that we sent out? Yeah. Do you think uh, at some point we'll have a, like a Negrana cocktail hour with people? 
Well, I think we will do a lunch. I do. Okay, good. And it go. may even be next week or so. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're still in the lab on that event. So, got it. As got soon it. as we know, yeah, I think we will. I mean, we gotta, we've got to give it the, give it the zhuzh it deserves, don't we? Yep. Oh, definitely. But we had so much fun seeing our it coffee subscribers who have been such wonderful supporters. The coffee and the Negrana go hand in hand because if you have too Truly. much Negrana, you're gonna have to have a cup of coffee in the morning. No doubt about it. Or if you don't drink, you're gonna have you're gonna you can have uh, a nice coffee instead. That's right. By the way, I have to say this: uh, someone wrote to us on Twitter, so okay. I stand. Cor- assuming they're right, I stand corrected. Well, you never really assume anyone's right. Well, I did do a Google on it. Oh, did you? I did. And basically, we had the we had fabulous Caleb um, Heron on with us last Terrific. week. So funny, he wasn't people he loved fun? it. He was oh, he was so fun. Yeah, so fun. he was fun to spend an hour with. Yeah, uh, and he, uh, we had the conversation about the person that was in remission from cancer and the person that was in remission from alcohol abuse. Right. And I said, "Well, I can understand." You both rightfully said, "Call it what you want to call it." And I said that I thought I could understand why the person with cancer would be touchy. But someone wrote to us on Twitter who is a therapist and said that the American um, Society of Psychiatrists, whatever that is, the DSM they're called. Oh, sure, yeah. um, That they use that language and they refer to six months sober. They don't call it sober, but they say six months remission from an alcohol disorder, basically. Okay, well, there, there you go. So, I didn't know that. I, the, that's the go. American Psychiatric Association. So, it is an official way to refer to this, and I have to give credit where credit is due. So, there we are. Now, listen. Yeah. We got to get moving here. We have a, the guest of a lifetime, if you're from Marblehead or Swamp Scott, out in the hat. An absolute local. Or America. I got to say, this guy is an absolute. I mean, I want to say this. He's sort of legendary. I'm going to say it. No question. And his popularity just keeps growing and growing. It and keeps growing and growing who, and growing. That's an energizer joke, Rana. Oh, going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I should do that for him? Uh, let's feel it out. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Without further ado, I, I want to stop saying that. I'm tired of saying that without further Which, ado. Why? Because it feels like something people only say in vaudeville. Well, who cares? That's your era, isn't it? Okay, here we go. We better bring a third person in here before things get heated. <laughs> you Ladies got it, Lana. and gentlemen, Jason Mantukas. Can't wait. Brian. Rana, Father's Day's coming up. And guess who's back as a sponsor on the podcast, pardon me? Man. Crates and Rana, why on earth would you give your dad another like world's greatest dad mug? No, one of those dumb cards that's like, What am I doing? Farting all day. I hate those, I have to be honest. <laughs> like, it's all these Father's Day cards about farting, and it's so gross to me. I, I don't really know about that. Well, you know, I if do. you're trying to make me feel bad because Jordan doesn't have a father anymore, then you've succeeded, but. That's well, not what this ad is about, dear. No, it certainly isn't. This ad is about getting your father a gift he won't have to pretend to love. 
That Truly. is so true. I have to say, these man crates, and you can because men are the to worst this. to buy for. Yes, I can. I've as, I've had a man crate. as a man who has received a crate. You can attest to this. Absolutely, these are incredible, and they're so fun and thoughtful. And guess what else they are? They're what people actually want. Okay? This is what exact. They're so fun to open. You're literally making just sort of pounding your way through a crate to get something wonderful. I it got comes the with a crowbar, doesn't kit. it? Comes yeah. with a crowbar. Yeah. And you just get to go to town on this thing and then find something incredible inside. They've got an exotic jerky toolbox. They've got a whiskey appreciation. That's crate, the, the one I have. Kit, great. The one you had. Yeah. You can personalize it. It comes with a decanter, tumblers, ice fear molds, slate coasters, snacks. And also there are mil- hundreds of these gifts and uh, so much gear, flavors, activities that millions of dads love. Plus, they're shipped in their own awesome container, as we mentioned, the wood crates, or an ammo can, or a gift card cased in a concrete block. I mean, come on. What do you yeah. think of that, Rana? They making unwrapping. It makes unwrapping the gift itself actually fun. I exactly. have to say, yeah. So now through Father's Day, June twentieth, get twenty percent off site wide. Wow. When you spend $149 or more at mancrates.com slash Brian. B-I-Y-A-N, pardon me. I don't want to hear any you, complaints. Rana. That's right. 20% off wow. when you spend $149 or more at mancrates.com slash Brian. Mancrates.com slash Rana. Brian. That's right. I mean, these people have solved your problem for you. Just it's done. Take the gift. Okay. It's done. It's yeah. done. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Brian. Rana, he's here. I don't know what to tell you here. This is an absolute hometown hero that we've got here today. It sure is, Rana. People have been clamoring and I got tired of it. That's really the case. Of what's oh, going is. on here. Well, I don't know if I'd say that while he's on the air, Ron. Well, I have to because people don't understand that this guy used to paint my house when he was in high school. I mean, this is like how far really? back this guy. Yeah, this guy, a fence. A house, he was such a wonderful kid. Did he do a nice job? He did an okay job. He's meticulous. Okay. He That's is probably, meticulous. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> he did an okay job at being polite. He did an okay job well, at showing up when he was supposed lies. to. That's Sh- where the work lies. That's where the work Looking lies, Bob in the eye, that sort of thing. You right. know, how are you, Dr. Glickman? That sort of thing. Sure. Uh, and whenever you saw him around town with his miscreant friends, he would never pretend he didn't know who you were. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Which well, is, that's you know, cool. It's a very small town, Marblehead. So, you know, that means something. So is he when from Marblehead, Rana? No. We're going to ask Absolutely him. not. He's from the peninsula. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
This is a hometown hero done good, as they say. Local boy made good. That's what they say. And yeah. if the Marblehead reporter catches wind of There's this, there's a signed we're in picture trouble. of him in Shoebies I saw the other day. Oh, well, I don't, he probably didn't sign it, but I wouldn't Somebody be surprised if there's a black market for that sort of thing around. Might here. be true. Might be true. Without further ado, you know him from, I don't know, everything, everything. you've ever watched and seen. Yeah. Anytime you laughed in the last month, that's what you know him from. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. Ladies and germs. Haven't said that in a while. That is so funny. Rana, that was really, (laughs) that was really, really funny. Very cute. I liked it. You know, it always does make me laugh, germs, to call people germs. Because it it, it just is so lame. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Who's with us today, Brian? Jason Manzukas. Guys, I am thrilled to be here. You know, Rana, it is the kind of thing to say to call people germs in this time of COVID. <laughs> it's is, a compliment. Look how successful is, the coronavirus has been. You know, in the I, guess last you, year. I, I guess you're comparing people. <laughs> yes, you're you're saying that you are one of the things that is at the the the, the top of mind. At the you're on everybody's uh, lips, germs. Yeah. I know you. Well, I know you're very sensitive about COVID, and that you you're both a defender and an attacker of COVID at the same time. Yes, yes. I'm You're on both sides of the I'm, issue. Well, you can't I'm, buy I'm, press I'm, like that. That's for sure. You you really can't. You need to, you know, you have to try and understand COVID on its own terms. So you have to try and get to know it and try and beat it. And destroy well, that it. is true. You do have to understand COVID on its own terms. And that, yeah. I think, has been a big part of the problem in the last year. That it's everybody like tries Mayweather to put, had, to understand, had to understand Logan Paul. Oh, do you know what I mean? And then Logan Paul had to understand Mayweather. Did it's you like watch that? Of course. I didn't. Rana, am I me? No, did you really watch I it? Did, I did not. I was gonna, Brian, I really was like, oh, whoa. If Brian, <laughs> if Brian watched this, then way more people than I thought watched. I did not watch it, but I know that okay. they got like, I think uh, Mayweather got $100 million. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter are next up. I know all about these matches, but I could not what? be less Well, Lamar, yeah. if Lamar Odom and Aaron Carter make a million dollars together, it'll be a miracle. I hope they do. I but Floyd do. Mayweather... You know, this really, this is, was a bummer for me because Floyd Mayweather, whatever you want to say about him as a showman and as a person and as a I don't this know and one that, thing about him. He's an incredible <laughs> boxer. Yeah. Incredible. He is an absolute artist. No one is in the same class as him. And I've seen him in person with Mr. Cleveland several times in Las Vegas. You know, we'll go to fight night, which I'm not really interested in. But when you see someone at the top of their, top, top, top of anything that they do. It is fascinating to watch. And for him, I can't understand the gambling debts or the ex-wives or whatever it is that would, why he would step in the ring with Logan Paul. And people are saying pretty much, the, you know, that it was a fix, of course, because it was an exhibition match. It wasn't a real and Gosh. and didn't it was like nobody was declared a winner. It was just kind well, of well. That like, was what people just, were upset about the idea out. that Floyd yeah. May, Floyd Mayweather didn't win something against a YouTube guy who then posed with the Pokemon on card on a necklace around his neck after the fight. Is that what I mean, he bought with the thirty million dollars? It was I a million dollar Pokemon card. That's what we're dealing with anyway. That's not even, what this like, show I don't is un- about. I don't even understand any of that. That's if that's. <laughs> If it's that's an the aesthetic world, you are not familiar with, my dear. If that's that I the can world tell you. we're living in, yeah. Rana, where uh, where we where at the end of fights, the the champion crowns themselves with a Pokemon card Correct. around the neck. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm like, 
then I officially am like, I don't know what we're, we're here for. But How many NFTs do you own, Jason? Yeah. Okay. I've watched three separate YouTube videos. Then you have to, to know to more explain, than I do. <laughs> trying to explain what an NFT is to me. And I, si- I still have barely a perception of what it is. <laughs> like I really, three like full, like, 11 minute videos, you know, that are like, it's very confusing to me because at the end of it, I always say, well then, but why do I want it? And then the answer is always, why does anybody want anything? Cause you can just have it. And I guess that's enough. But I don't you, know. but everyone can still have it the way they uh, had yeah. it before. Right. The only and thing you, you have uh, is the file. Yeah. And I guess for me, I'm like, is it really like do 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 people now it, like is ownership not limited anymore to things you can that are tactile? Right. Correct. You know, like well, the, yes, I, that is the key to all of it. But that why seems is like that very a thing? strange? Very yeah. strange. And I, and I saw an article yesterday that Anthony Weiner is going to sell off his. Oh, I hope that someone his, buys it. All of his picture, all of his crotch shots as an NFT. And I was I, like, you what? have got What's to be happening? kidding me. Oh, I hope someone buys them. I really do. Because I think that he, why? Needs, he needs to win, <laughs> Anthony Weiner. <laughs> I say the documentary was, was really upsetting. I'll never, oh, yeah. ever get over him upstairs at that McDonald's trying to sneak out the back door of, the, through the McDonald's on the other side. In my life, I'll never get over it. Yeah, that's the great one of the greatest four minutes of footage I've ever seen in my life is <laughs> him trying to decide what he was going to do. And the answer was sneak out of the McDonald's next door. And he was still got bested. So yeah. cool. Oh, God. So cool. He's, so wow. He'd probably still be a pretty good mayor of New York, though. Probably makes J- bad personal decisions. Jason, yeah. do you remember the days of of painting Ron Spence? Uh, you know, it, 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 uh, Ron, or rather, it, it, Brian is not wrong. Like, I did paint her fence. I painted a lot of houses and fences in high school. Uh, <laughs> I was, that was my summer job, was to paint things. And yeah. I will say, I was, my friend Clayton and I painted um, houses, fences, sheds, somebody's vacation home. Did we do a good job? Probably not. Right. You know, we were like, we were two high school kids who just were like, let's buy paint, brushes. <laughs> Sanders, well, how hard can this be? Turns yeah. out, pretty hard. But like, painting is very like, meditative. Yes, which if I you really get like. into it. Yes, yeah. we would, if you want to be listen. good at painting, you could be good at painting. Yes, but yeah. you should. It's not the kind of thing you shouldn't be like figuring it out on people's homes. Yeah, right. Well, I agree and I don't agree. I agree, but I if you're not if charging much and they agree to it, you get what you pay for. Well, then I would love to exactly. paint your home, Ron. Yeah. I've told you no, we no, would no, always no. we would I'll, always underbid. That was our move. We would underbid whatever they <laughs> whatever they had been told it would cost. We would underbid, and then we would just hang out, listen to Smashing Pumpkins, and paint the houses in the paint houses all summer. It and think great. about what kind fun. of sub you were going to have for lunch that day. Oh yeah, well, some sort of roast beef sandwich. Yeah, I'm aminos sure. or uh, yeah. we. Now I was telling you we had Mike Mitchell on a few weeks ago. We had Mike oh, and yeah. Nick on, of course. Quin- Quincy's Quincy Zone. Quincy Zone. Quincy Zone. Quincy Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Quincy Zone. I'm familiar. I'm familiar with Mike Mitchell and his band of Quincy boys: Dano, yeah. Frailbot, <laughs> Wu Tang, Raymondi, <laughs> Raymondi. Raymondi, he's part of it. He's part of the crew. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? And Emma, Mama, er- Mama, and Emma Erdbrink, of course. I think yeah. you mean Emmer. Emmer. <laughs> Emmer. 
Brian has taken to calling me Ronner now that he's been Ronner. living in Marblehead. I've been living in Massachusetts too long, yeah. so I call her Ronner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wanted to talk about South Shore Bar Pizza versus North Shore Roast Beef. Yeah. And I thought, and I know you're a roast beef guy, and I thought before we get into it, because let's be honest, none of this has anything to do with anything. That's not what this show is, Rona. Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, I wanted to know what your top three roast beefs are. That's and, what, you know, and what distinguishes them. That's such a good question. So, uh, you know, Mike Mitchell is from, let me be very clear, the South Shore. Yeah. So oh, wait, unequivocally, I have been teaching Brian about the North Shore South Shore rivalry, but and okay. the answer is the the South Shore has a rivalry with the North Shore, and the North yeah. Shore barely knows the South Shore exists. Well, the North Shore treats the South Shore like it's essentially Florida. It's yeah. like the tr- the trash that's down there. Much the really we barely pay attention to. California yeah. has that vibe too, where like San Francisco hates LA, and LA is like it's so pretty up there. It's a rivalry that one one participant doesn't realize is still being uh, exactly. engaged in. It's I like think how LA Greece- and San Diego have that too, though. That San Diego thinks they're in a competition with LA. And oh, LA just right. thinks, oh, but you live in San Diego. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so the, for for me, as a as a North Shore resident from Nahant, yeah. um, you know, my roast beef spots, you know, if in Marblehead, Mino's yeah. roast beef, Mino's famous roast beef in Marblehead was my like go-to spot sure. when I was when I was growing up and in high school. Kelly's, of course, uh, Revere Beach Kelly's, the yeah. like that Kelly's was Well, you can't also, beat a Kelly onion ring. You can't beat a, a shoestring onion ring from Kelly's. It's listen, it, I'm sure they're great. They have eggs in them, so I've never oh, had right, one. Of course, yes, the but egg allergy, that be, yeah. That being said, uh, Kelly's was always uh, like it remains at the top, although I went there less frequently. So if yeah. I was at home for nostalgia's sake, I would still go to Mino's uh, over Kelly's. Also, Kelly's being the fact that it was on Revere Beach at the time, you also were like almost guaranteed to be getting into a fight. If yeah, you, you were didn't want to get jumped. If you were a Nahant kid going, if to you were in your Nahant T-shirt, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Nahant, doesn't the Nahant. row 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 to Revere start in Nahant? <laughs> Does it? That? What is it? I don't even know what that. The what, row what you row row to Revere is oh. when you take a canoe. I believe yeah. from Nahant they launch from Nahant. And they canoe to Revere and whoever that wins might the be race. True. Yeah. Yeah. That might yeah. be true now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah. How, what's the record yeah. time? Or what's oh, a good I, time? Oh, I couldn't say. Oh, who knows? I couldn't say. I mean, say. like, I, I bet it's pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. 40, <laughs> 43 minutes. I don't know. Sure. Something like that. Not yeah. the highest stakes. Yeah. All right. Listen, okay. none of this has anything to do with that. No, a lot of people. I mean, Rana, like for you as a as a proud Marblehead resident, yeah. like are you are you going to Minos for roast beef? Are you out there? <laughs> where are you? Where are your spots? I'm where not. Spots? I'm not going to Minos, dear. On occasion, if something very low happens in my life, either, either something very good or very bad happens in my life, well, I might I'll say treat this, myself Rana, to last Minos, but I would take half the bun off. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, <laughs> when you would have a few dinner parties, you would get me a Minos, but everyone else would get to eat the food that was catered. Yeah, oh, well, right I, wanted, I wanted you to be happy. I guess, but it felt a little bit like I was sitting at a child's table or something. I will say yeah. I love, I've had barbecue in all kinds of places across the nation. Now we're bragging. And I really love still the barbecue sauce that they serve at Kelly's or at Minos. Oh, wow. I really okay. have a taste for that. Well, maybe we could go there yeah. for lunch. Oh, I don't think so, but we could talk about it. 
Wow. She's really, <laughs> Brian, I will say, she's really controlling what you eat. I have oh, to. Really? Oh, Brian can so. have whatever he wants to eat, but I'm just, for me, I'm not having Minos for lunch. Oh, no, I, I know, see, but you I can see. take me. Oh, sure. <laughs> <You're going> to- <laughs> I can drive you, sure, definitely. Yeah. I can treat you to Aminos, no problem. Yeah. Yeah, Minos is, and it's M-E-N-O, so people understand in case they're looking it up. Now oh, it's not Jason, M-E-A-N, Minos. No, you're, me, you're the Mino on this call, excuse me. Uh, Jason. I believe, I, I hate to say this, I hate to correct you on your own show. No, no, Ra- you don't. Rana. No, you but don't. It, but it is M I N O apostrophe S. It is, is me. It? it is. Rana. Why You're did I be think catching- it was? Really? I thought it was M E N O. Uh, it is M I N O. All right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I just Googled it. I'm embarrassed to say, well, um, am I? I guess it's, I guess it's well, fine. I mean, when is the last time you wrong. went there? Is it short for submarinos? Oh, no, I don't think so. I, I always assumed it was a, someone's last name oh, that or a play sense. on someone's last or name. Or first name, for that Cause matter. Because it's, it's possessive. Uh, so. Correct. Unless it's Submarino's place. Uh, well, I stand corrected. That's the second correction I've had to issue today. Oh, wow. Oh, it's, been a, it's been a real tough low day verona so wow. i might i might need to eat a roast beef after this if i'm too depressed oh, let's go <laughs> jason tell me quickly because then i want to get into with why we're really here because yeah, sure. people need we're advice and it's, people. you and it's love giving to, it and you're great it's not at it. to trash the south shore and it's lame bar pizza <laughs> i never even heard of south shore bar pizza when mike mitchell said it i had to pretend i knew what he was talking about because oh, I, I wanted he, him to feel welcome he talks about it so much as if everybody in the nation is familiar with <laughs> with the concept of South Shore bar pizza. He's such a Mike nice. Mitchell happened to say he loved the North Shore, Rana. He okay, said he fine. was scared to come to the North Shore because it was more ethnic than the South Shore. Well. Oh, that is such a lie. He, he said that the North Shore had Italian people. That's And that horrible. he thought he was scared he was going to get into a mob hit every time he came well, to the North he Shore. he is. You're not wrong. He is And I said, I think record. you're talking about Revere. Yeah. He is on well, the record Boston, very, little bit of very anti-Italian. Yes. yes. Very anti This is just what he said. Uh, <laughs> but he's not against an Italian sub, but he's against, you know, feeling nervous when he comes or to the Or against pizza, sure. clearly. Yeah, well, pizza. pizza for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have about 14,000 things that are coming out in June. You want to just list, list them, or you want to start at the top where you're starring in a movie with Matt oh, Wahlberg? No. We don't. We don't have – well, you start with plugs? You, you, we you don't ever do. Show? We don't actually ever do plugs. But I can't get over how what a wonderful June you're about to have, and I want people to keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rana. I really appreciate it. So yes, Boston's own Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I'm starring in a movie with him called Infinite that premieres, uh, I think, June 10th on Paramount Plus. The Fabulous. app that Antoine Fuqua directed. Is that how yes. you say it? Antoine Fuqua, yes. Yeah, who did Training Day originally with Denzel. He did Training yeah, Day. Yeah, he's a very he talented guy. Equalizer movies. He's sure. done a bunch of great movies. Absolutely, yeah. yes. That's Incredible amazing. director. Really fun. And you Looks got to amazing. shoot that in England, if I'm not mistaken. You're, you've done your research, Ron. I lived in London, in Wonderful. merry old England, oh. in, in London town. Incredibly. Uh, for three months, and it was absolutely amazing. This is the life. Well, at least you got to do that before the pandemic. 
I'll, I'll be honest. It was really nice. I came home and like a month later, everything shut down. So I was yeah. so happy to have been away for a little while and to, because then I basically locked myself in my house like I'm some sort of uh, Rapunzel type figure growing my ha- growing my beard long enough so that like some heroine can come and climb up uh, my beard outside my I window. I guess you and, are getting uh, a little haggardy. Oh, I'm full blown. Or, or Hannity too. <laughs> a little bit. You're getting a little bit Hannity. Oh, does he have a beard too? No, but he just reminds me of Hannity a little bit. <laughs> well, they both really know what their opinions are, don't they? Oh, they yeah. Do. They absolutely. really know who they are, both of them. Absolutely. That was, no that's doubt. my f- that was my favorite political talk show, Hagrid and Hannity. <laughs> it was a winner. It really I'd like was. to it see really Robbie was. Coltrane pick up Sean Hannity and give him a good shake. <laughs> and that just give nice. him yeah. a good wobble. Yeah, see that if he's nice. still so sure of himself after that. Yeah, uh, just see if see how much uh, see how much Hannity sticks to his guns when there's a when there's a, 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 a oh man now I'm forgetting one of the good Hagrid specifics the one that I'm thinking of is those things that he was making them grow that then emitted a, a terrible putrid ah oh, nuts oh you mean the little <laughs> Cabbage Patch Kids with the faces yeah no there was another one that they had to do that like exploded but that one too the one you're talking about too I can't remember yeah. any of now I'm forgetting my Harry no. Potter specifics. well you can't well that's okay I think that's I'm a gonna mark. have to dig I, back I, in I think that's okay dig back in. I think over. that's okay and yeah. leaves leave Zoom start audiobook <laughs> alright so listen now more than then, ever is the time to support jk rowling so i do encourage everyone listening to please buy her books if you've never read them do it now she needs our help all right so listen okay people love you from big mouth of course we you hysterical as jay the child magician sure don't forget how did this get made have sex with pillows uh and how did this get made and of and then you have a new animated show coming out also this month, right? What's that? I think it just, I think it may have just come out. It's called Housebroken on Fox. Oh, Lisa Kudrow, fabulous. I think is in Lisa, that. Yes, Lisa Kudrow. And fabulous Kudrow. Clea Duval, I think wrote yes. it or something. She, oh, cool. She's also in it and co-created with some other great Veep people. Sam yeah. Richardson's in the mix. Amazing. Sharon yeah. Oregon from Catastrophe. Uh, there's a lot of great people. Great cast. Uh, Nat Faxon. It's a real murderer's Nat Faxon is right from Manchester by the Sea. Oh. You, did you know that? You know, I didn't I didn't actually He grew know up that. in no. Manchester by the Sea, which is about two wow. towns over from Marblet. So there you go, right next to Beverly yeah. Farms. Like four towns over from Nahant. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, okay, we got that out of the way because I oh, wanted yeah. to make sure Just people mid, knew, but I didn't want to make plugs. you, un- I didn't want to make you uncomfortable with your own success. And I may have, <laughs> I may have, uh, I may have failed at that. Uh, what we do here, dear, is we give advice. Okay. I love it. Are we experts? Not really. No. no. Are we right? Most of the time. I would assume so. We and also watch Manchester by the Sea once a week and recap it to see if we notice anything different from the last time we saw it. That's, that's another, so we do smart. That at the end of the show, yeah, <laughs> that's so smart. Because yeah. you know that you know that Kenny Lonergan goes in every week and changes things. So it's like it's like those pictures where it's like yeah. seven things are different. Can you spot them exactly? But it's yeah, exactly. but it's usually just the picture on the nightstand that he's changing. Yeah, yeah, right. that yes. sort of thing. But it's interesting. Uh, and so what people do is write into us because they're desperate. And what we're going to do now is a little advice and we'll, you know, if these people are smart, they'll listen to us. And if they don't, then, you know, live in your own misery, I suppose. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, Brian, Enjoy your, your turkeys. Yeah. Brian, dear, why don't you read this first letter? It's ex- it's an exciting one. Oh, my gosh. Dearest Rana. These are real letters. Real letters. 
Oh, yeah, they're all real. Yeah. Brian and glamorous guest. That's you, Jason. That's me. Glamorous. <laughs> Very glamorous. My close friend Damien, not his real name, has been trying to get a perfume business off the ground for about four years now. He's passionate oh. and knowledgeable. I know, right? And has hmm. a vast repertoire of ingredients at his disposal sourced from all over the world. How? Great question. Yeah. And what does that mean? Beetle wings? What do you mean? The things that are in perfume. You don't want to know what's in perfume. Oh, I see. But, okay, yeah. right. but beetle, but you know that beetle wings is one of them. <laughs> they smell I'm just great. saying scarabs, all if, kinds of things. If you're if you're if you're a perfume a per, what's a person who does Perfu- perfumes? Perfumier. Yeah. Perfumier? If you're a perfumier, like are you out there just collecting just the detritus of of different bug things to see well, what's up. Well, in this day and age, it's a bit different. Very eco friendly, if it's yeah. especially if they're dead already. But you used to have to, you know, express the gland of a Ooh. antelope, but you know, musks, things like that. Oh, right. yeah. oh yeah, okay, gotta anyway, get those musks. That's not okay, the sorry. There. I, I mean, listen, I, I, how do you extract Elon Musk's musk? Oh. I mean, That's, just via Twitter, probably. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Certainly, <laughs> certainly with a pair of rubber gloves, but yeah. absolutely, yeah. I would think so. Ask <laughs> Grimes so. NFTs. It's all circling back. She oh loves my an god! NFT. Yeah, come on. Okay, sorry. She Brian, seems like she's you. really got it figured out. She seems like chill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> However, and I hate to admit this, despite the occasional wisp of success. His perfumes are horrible to smell and completely oh, unwearable. Boy. They're so oh, no. dense with ingredients that the prevailing note that emerges from the swirling demon cloud of each perfume is that of pungent mold. Oh, dear. Recently, we and some friends, all vaccinated, were at his place preparing to go out, and he applied a dote of osmanthus okay. to himself so unadulterated and heavy that the apartment was filled with the stench of vomit. Ugh. We polite, you know, vomit. I'll, I'll tell you this. There's an ingredient in vomit that they use in Hershey chocolate. And the next time you taste it, you'll taste it. We what poli- is what? <laughs> what are you talking about, kidding. Brian? The What's next the time you taste a Hershey kiss, a nugget, or a bar, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll look it up. It t- you can taste the vomit in there. And guess what? I like it. What? Yeah. What? You yeah. can't just these say are, things these like are, that. These are all huge reveals. I truly thought it was common knowledge. What? Yeah. The vomit of what animal? It doesn't at all smell the same. <laughs> what? Oh, my don't God. Know. No, I don't know. I don't think so. The next time you do, honestly, go out and buy a Hershey, anything. Maybe not special dark, just milk. Wait, is this just a way to, are you guys, wait, is this episode sponsored by Hershey? It certainly isn't. It certainly is A little isn't. bit, of, vom- a little bit of vomit in every kiss. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> their slogan. It should, a little right. bit of vomit in every kiss. It should be. That's pretty good. But any yeah. Good, any kiss to remember. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that is that is a fact. And next okay. time you take Hershey, wow. you'll, uh, you'll know. Okay. Okay. Um, and is it true that they collect the vomit that, that people throw up on the rides at Hershey Park? It's at Hershey, <laughs> but that's exactly right. That's, that's what exactly the river is right. made of, the chocolate because, river, yeah. As you can imagine, the Hershey Park rides are so scary that people yes. get sick on them, you know? Yeah. Yes, just immediately. <laughs> immediately well, nobody too, likes to go over an unexpected speed bump. Well, exactly. I think that also, I think I'll, <laughs> that was the reason, my understanding is that's the reason they opened Hershey Park, was to generate more vomit. It was, you and, know also, and also- what do you think kisses are? Why do you think they call them Hershey squirts? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. People vomit and diarrhea there like no one yep. could ever Okay, imagine. you two. There's someone who needs our help. All right, so get oh. back to the letter. 
Okay, sorry. We amateur, amateur poof mischief makers. The apartment was filled with the stench of vomit. We politely shifted ourselves outside to avoid gagging as Damien continued to ready himself. We. Apparently untroubled, but they were with a group of friends. I know, but everybody felt the same way. I know. I was about to say, maybe yeah. it's just your nose, no. but that's clearly not happening. Damien works out of his cramped Manhattan apartment, and I'm afraid <sighs> that a combination of poor ventilation, <sighs> I, I, all I want to do is stick Rana in this room. That is all oh. I want to do. This, that actually would be, if you, want, if you needed any intelligence from me, <laughs> don't do it. Don't. Hang me by my fingernails or anything else. Put me in that room for 10 (laughs) seconds. Yeah. That's no joke. Yeah. Damien works out. Okay. And I'm afraid that a combination of poor ventilation and lack of constructive feedback is rendering him nose blind. Mm. Damien's also OCD and has been working on the same three perfumes for two years. At one point, I liked his Osmanthus perfume, something like Pepper and Old Books. That actually sounds nice. But he's revised it so many times that it's unrecognizable, not to mention worse. Right now, he is searching among his rich friends for seed money for his business, $50,000. And he is also fixated on passing an arcane set of international perfume safety guidelines. I try to, I try to remind him that the international guidelines have no bearing on American ones and that he could start distributing perfumes immediately in our community in New York. But he brushes me off, assuring me that this is really the best way and continuing down a mind-numbing list of protocols he allegedly has not fulfilled. Despite all of our mutual friends recognizing Damien's Damien's situation on some level, I don't think anyone has mentioned to him how difficult it is to enjoy his perfumes, either because we don't want to hurt his feelings or we on some level will believe the whole thing to be a lost cause. I am a visual artist and struggle from time to time. Oh, oh boy. So (laughs) we're talking about pain. Eyes versus nose, yeah. True. What if yeah. your friend is like, you are a hack, paint by numbers? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. What if Dan, what if Dan, what if the next letter you read is like, hi, my <laughs> friend is an artist, and I have to say their art is terrible. Terrible. When I come over, they're smelling like old books and citrus. <laughs> I I look at my friend's paintings and they are garbage. It is garbage. all subjective. Yeah. Go on. I would, t- um, okay, with depression. So I get frustrated with him because I recognize how difficult difficult it is to get out of your own way and make room to let your creative gifts flourish. Hmm. If I believed he could accept critique, I would tell him to throw the windows open, shelve the per- perfumes he's working on, bang out three new perfumes in a month, start giving them to our friends to try out and create an Instagram account to sell them. Ronner, you're an entrepreneur and you know the process of creating lovely, balanced aromas for people to enjoy. True. And Brian, you're your own version of a mad genius. What should I tell Damien to help him break this pattern? Should I be as frank with him about his perfumes as I have been with you? Or should I abandon my hope that his business could succeed and believe instead that to him, in some demented way, the business is is perfect as it is? He's recently gone on medication for his OCD, so I hope that things will improve. But these habits seem entrenched by this point. I fear that the longer this continues unaddressed, the more remote the sustaining perfume business his dreams will become... I love you both so much, and I'm so grateful for your bi-weekly words of wisdom. You are stars. And by that, I mean five stars. Five stars only. Sincerely, Nate. Wow. Okay. Jason. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think for me, the thing that I latched on to inside of this letter was that at one point, Damien did successfully create a scent that Nate liked and thought smelled good. So okay. there is... So there is the possibility that Damien is capable of doing something that Nate perceives of as successful. So I think my advice would be, yes, you need to talk to Damien because obviously he's, you know, not in the right 
space right now in terms of he's unsuccessful and the smells are bad, specifically at a time when he's trying to raise money. So I would approach him with the idea of saying, I loved the, I can't remember what it was called. I loved the scent. I loved the scent that it, when it smelled like old books. I can't remember what it was, old books. Pepper and old books. Pepper and old books. I loved that. I thought that was great. I feel like you've kind of gone away from that, but I feel like that was the most successful thing. Is there a way to kind of bring it back to what was working and build, use that as the bedrock to build off of? Rather than right now, it sounds like everything is just, everything sounds like it's, he's been wasting years on, now scents that are unsuccessful. Because he I might guess. be like obsessed or something with creating a scent no one has smelled before, but that can't be a good thing. You know, that might be like he's just well, spinning his I wheel trying to do that. I also can't imagine that's that's like, you know, real. Like when you think about like how exactly. long people have been creating scents, you're in a you're not going to in a New York apartment come up with something brand new. Right. I mean, so, also people know. would want to buy. Why yeah. are we pretending I think the fatal flaw. What was the name of that person that wrote the letter? The person who wrote in is Nate, and Damien's the fake name of the perfumier. Yeah. I think the fatal flaw here for Nate is treating this like any of it is real. I don't think that any of this, meaning Damien, this is how Damien is, this is the sandbox in which Damien is playing out his neuroses. And his this and his that. I just think and the uh, for $50,000 investment in a business, it's not really a huge, it's not nothing. But this idea that he is trying to meet international standards and this and that. And believe me, there may be people in the world that love the way his things smell. My favorite candle in the world, which I often talk about, Sia Trudon, Abdel Qadda. Smells exactly like fresh mint, Jason, which you would appreciate because you okay. spent some time in Morocco. I did. It is the closest thing to the smell of fresh mint or mint tea, and it's gorgeous. But all of the other candles smell like Napoleon put them on his saddle and then rode across the country and then squeezed out the juice and made a candle out of it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, which, by the way, doesn't sound terrible. I mean, like Napoleon. Napoleon juice? Yeah. You know, it depends. What's, what, what, can I ask, what was he eating? <laughs> Great. <laughs> that actually will determine everything. What was, what was he eating? They were, the like, ca- they were the candle makers for Napoleon and Josephine, et cetera. And they make a couple of gorgeous things. And then they make sense that, that you only could have loved at a time when people didn't bathe and you needed something to assault your senses so that they weren't being assaulted by something else. And so maybe Damien's going to be a hit in that circle. I don't know. But really what's going on here is that this is Damien's pet project, okay? Why are you getting involved? Why don't you just not go to his apartment anymore because you don't like the smell of the place? But I think he is going to be incredibly sensitive to any criticism because Really, this is a sort of OCD hoarder situation. This is not really a situation of Damien. Damien, the process is what Damien is attached to, not the outcome, even if he talks about the outcome. I, I agree. I agree. But I also think like there's a way to engage with that that is helpful for Damien to to progress and move through 
rather than be like lamentably just kind of mired in for. But his a, nose a, is not your nose. So also when you say I loved it when you just were peppering books, when the Osmanthus was peppering books, he thinks, wow, what's the other thing you want me to make? J- Johnson's baby shampoo. You're so simple. That's where you stop. Sure. That's where I begin. Possibly, but okay. I would also say that I don't think that Damien, there's a little bit of, and Jason, this reference, and good for you, might not make any sense to you, but there's a little bit of a Sonia Morgan thing about it, I think, where like, do you actually, does does Damien actually want this to be a successful thing or does he just yeah. want to be working it's on it? It's the toaster oven. Exactly. That it's sort of like, well, Jason yeah, has he been made do... to watch Real Housewives of New York once or twice. I know from uh, bitch Because he's done bitch, bitch yes. sesh. Yeah. yeah. But I, I guess part of me thinks that Damien doesn't want this to be a failure. And so then doesn't want to put it put it out there like that. Because okay. well, and it, we're talking it about like, international investors yeah. and and doing also, but doing things that are very tangible and easy, like the Instagram account, testing it out for friends. Like he's not doing any of that which maybe he's afraid of failure in that way. However, I only think it's a good thing to say to your friend, I, as you said, Jason, I loved that thing you did. You should make some for all our friends and start you know, with that. Or, That's and, a very nice and, and, and idea. It, it sounds like, it does. It sounds like all of the friends are similarly nervous or, and or concerned about Damien's kind of how stuck he seems. Right. And, uh, you know, like, that he wants this thing. And I agree, like, you can't go in and make it happen for him. And I agree with you, Rana. I suspect that this is just the the parentheses inside of which Damien is exercising his kind of, you know, OCD or whatever, whatever kind of yeah. trying to psychologically wrap his head around what is success? What do I want to be doing? How do I want to be successful? How do I measure it? All of that stuff. And, and figuring all that out is so important. But having friends who will give you honest feedback can lead to growth and can get you no out doubt. of yeah and can get you out of an OCD kind of spiral. I love that you know? actually from both of you. So, I love that idea that you could say to him, we all loved this version. Even if you just did a version for us, we all want to buy a bottle for mm-hmm. whatever. Because I'm not saying like with a minor adjustment, suddenly Damien is going to be like some super successful perfume person. No. But it, it might just be that whatever he is struggling with gets more figured out. And perhaps perfumes is an international qualifying for international perfume licenses or whatever becomes not as integral to who Damien is. Yes, I think that's an excellent point. But I also think our letter writer needs to examine whatever this frustration is they have with Damien about, I know as an artist how I have to, this is how I, my philosophy as an artist, when I'm working hard, this is bothering getting under your skin because you think of yourself as also an artist. Well, you are an artist, but I just mean that he's not doing it the way you would do it. That's so, true, but I, but it also could just go down to a path. I mean, like, I think we've probably all known people, whether friends or relatives or whatever, in your life. Eventually, if this continues, then their relationship will da- with Damien will be them lying to him. Or yes. keeping him afloat and propping him up. Yeah. And then ultimately what happens is those relationships fade because who can fucking do it forever? 
You know? I think it's, it's a, a, a nice it's idea because, to try to encourage him, but you yeah. may very well find that Damien is not open to encouragement just in the same way he's not open to criticism. Right. Like you don't have to go blunt truth on him or anything, but yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, it, you're not like saying to Damien, you ruined this amazing thing. Right. He's not like, he's not destroying something that was unequivocally fantastic. He is struggling to find something that works out of the raw materials in front of him, yeah. which he admittedly, it seems as though, is still a amateur inside of or at the beginning stages of. He's he's no, it's not like you're, they're trying to correct the course he's on. They're trying to get him on the right track to begin with. Yeah. So that as friends, that's what I would hope my friends would do if they were, if I was kind of fucking up in a way that was spectacularly going to knock me off track, I would hope my friends would be like, hey, give let me give you a little nudge. Let me give you a little feedback. Because I'd, I'd hate to be like, hey, um, have I been wasting my time? Like you guys have all been saying that I'm, this is all bad for like two years and nobody told me. Right. Well, Brian and I had a similar situation well, over the over the lobsters. You know what, Rana? I yeah. just poured my heart out to you before Jason came on. Yeah, but you I brought up the fact that you feel that I was too supportive of the lobster business when really that no, was you not the case. Rana, I thought you could. I thought you were kind of gaslighting me with that. So, Jason, I dated a lobsterman here in town named Harry. His friend had a houseboat. We would watch, you know, go and watch Splash on it. But he wanted to start a a lobster business (laughs) where we would sell his lobsters, and I wanted Rana to finance it. Um, And because, you know— She's got the dough, and I just got mad at her because, you know, we She's I, your kind of, she's your Marcus Lamonis kind of character, exactly. the prophet. Yeah, and except also, he never actually had caught a lobster. Well, the problem was is that it, he just yeah. wasn't very good at he it. He was throwing Ritz crackers off the pier and hoping yeah. okay. to so catch he's, something. So he's not really a lobster. Well, he, he has, a, really, he did sort of have a boat periodically. He's just, well, he's just someone who has a boat Access periodically. Access to a boat. He has a boat. Access to a boat that's does right. not a lobster. He man. did he produce a, a commercial. He did produce a commercial. He did sell T-shirts for the lobsters. For, he did. Okay. In hopes but he didn't, to, yeah. You would love these. But he didn't have lobsters actually. to sell. Well, he kept Ultimately, saying, no. "Coming soon, coming soon." And I just thought oh. the whole time, Rana could have told me at some point, Brian, this is not a reality. It's yeah, not. Yeah, I was happen. too supportive of the enterprise. Was and, what happened? Honestly, yeah. I just sort of ultimately. So the relationship exploded this weekend, and I graffitied his ex-wife house because she's a, was actually they're technically still married. But the point is this. Rana could have told me along the way years ago, Brian, this is not in the cards. And Wait, so, how how many years did you spend trying to get year, this going? Not even not a year. Even. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess not even a year. But but it was a real it was a real endeavor. And um ultimately I feel like I could have had Ron in my corner, you know? You know, I will say this, and I, you know, I'm 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 not trying to, you know, come down hard or anything. I'm not trying to start any beefs, but if you're gonna any date- roast beefs. Any roast beefs, any Mino's roast beefs. If you're going to date a lobsterman, don't date a lobsterman from Marblehead. Date a lobsterman from Nahant. They're the they're real lobstermen. They're true? out there. They're doing the work. They're setting the traps. I they're do often get my lobsters in Nahant. Yeah. Well, Rana, maybe yeah. I'll put on my five-inch inseam shorts and you could just drop me off in, in Nahant. Yeah, just you dr- need to- Just drop him off at the, at the wharf. Maybe yeah. that's at the Nahant the, wharf. Maybe that's what your sum is going to be about, is spending a little more time on Nahant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember my yeah. aunt told me when I was little that if I just kept walking up and down Hollywood Boulevard, I'd be a star. 
So maybe, well, that's just just walk up and down Short Beach in Nahan. I'm going to do it. Thank you, Jason. It's nice to have, and that way, then we can really get the lobster business off the ground. I appreciate. Just hang that. out, hang out at the wharf, and you know, see what happens. Yes, I will. I will. All right. Should we move on to our next question? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Dear Rana and Brian and guest, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Your balance of humor and actually brilliant advice are unparalleled, and I listen to quite a few podcasts, excuse me, but nobody does it like you. Um, All right. So nice. Which is why I hope you can help me. I feel too terrible to confide in my friends or family about this. I have a 31-year-old daughter. She's brilliant, works in tech, beautiful, funny. I could go on, but I won't. You get the idea and you understand, Rana, having an incredible child of your own. Of course I do. Oh, Jordan. Jordan, of course. Anywho, she is my only child and she has recently gotten engaged. The problem, I can't stand her fiance. Ooh. He is both a boa and a boa. Homonym alert. He's always talking over her and and never has anything to say. He makes chauvinistic and very tired jokes of the quiet honey, the men are talking caliber. What? Whenever I forget to control my face. Do we have ages? Did they say, did this letter? She's 31. The daughter's 31. Thank you. So he must be. Whenever I forget to control my face, my daughter always says he's only joking, but jokes are based in reality, aren't they? They met at work, so he works in tech, too, which seems to be a very male-dominated frat brother-type world. And my daughter used to push back against that much more than she does now. At first, my husband and I only knew him via Zoom, obviously, and he always seemed a bit rude and socially awkward, but I know Zoom has its difficulties. But now that we're all vaccinated and have been able to see them in person, nope, that's just him. I haven't said anything before because I thought she'd figure it out and dump him once she came out of quarantine coma. But instead, I got the call last week. They're engaged. It was a total shock to everyone when he proposed. They've only been together eight months. My intuition says this was a convenient COVID hookup that stuck, though I know she is very careful. She was very careful and kept her pod small. Unfortunately, he must have been in said pod. And now I'm racked with anxiety. This isn't the love of her life. She could do much better. As far as we see, we're vaccinated and back to weekly dentist now. He never laughs at her jokes or holds her hand or even says anything nice about her. Meanwhile, she does laugh at his terrible jokes, waits on him, not how I raised her, and constantly brags to us about his work accomplishments, which pale, which still pale in comparison to hers. They're also always whisper bickering when they're around us. It's very uncomfortable. I fear she's settling for two reasons. First, three years ago, her relationship of five years crumbled due to him cheating on her. She has since been to therapy, but that was a devastating blow to her self-confidence, and she's been single since then till this guy. Second, I know she desperately wants to be a mother, can hear the clock ticking. Her company has a program where they'll pay for freezing eggs, but every time I bring it up, she brushes it off. And then there's the most, the more selfish part, the part that's all about me. I'm going to have this man in my life for decades. He's going to be the father of my grandchildren. And more immediately, I'm going to pay for his wedding. 
My my husband and I are comfortable and made sure to put a decent amount of money away for her wedding, fully intending to pay for the whole thing. But now the thought of doing so makes me sick to my stomach. I was so excited to dress shop with her, look at venues, at flowers, and he's taken all that joy away. I, I thought of going nuclear and not paying for the wedding, but really, what good will that do? They make good enough money that it's really more of a gesture from us than a need. My husband is also not thrilled about this, but is more of the, oh, well, what can you do mindset? His only daughter. So is there anything I can do? Anything I can say? Part of me feels as a mother, it's my job to tell her if she's making the, all caps, biggest mistake of her life, even if it makes her hate me. But what what if I do express my concerns and she marries him anyway? Will she still feel comfortable to come to me for help if she ever does realize he's not right for her? Or is there anything I can do to like him or at least tolerate him? At this point, the way he breathes irritates me and I'm on my last (laughs) nerve. Would appreciate any insight. Kiss, kiss, Mary. Not my real name. Not my real name. Yeah, that sucks. I feel for you, Mary. Yeah, I feel like... Look, what are we going to do here? I, I This is tough. This is a really tough one. I think the most that this mother can say is, are you sure this is what you want? I really don't know how you could say much more than that. This She said it was her only child. Yes. Only, yes. only daughter. I think only daughter. I think her only, oh, oh, only child. And only child. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, if there aren't <clears throat> other, like if there are no siblings to kind of engage with, if it really is just... Only child. Uh, only child. She's okay. the only child, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's really hard. That's yeah. really hard because the parents really have no no allies in, in like the daughter's peer set, you know, like the daughter is yeah. right. it's just, you know, you can't, can't send a messenger of, in. You can't confide in a, a brother or sister and say, what do you think about this? Am I looking at this wrong? Like, am, you know, for, you know, what am I not understanding or something like that? Um, I think it's, this sounds very stressful and difficult. The thing that to me might weight this in terms of, I would say, just kind of give it a beat, but they're engaged and I don't know how how fast a track they're on is this could very well be like one. I think there's a lot of pandemic relationships that have moved too fast because the pandemic allows them to. Yeah. It's like condensed time together. Mm -hmm. And that when things open up and when the world starts to seem bigger and larger and have more potential, more opportunities to feel as though we are living forward, moving lives again, this eight month relationship might seem not worth getting married quickly over. Like this might take care of itself simply by the reopening of the world. Like this is a, this is a hothouse flower, this relationship. And if you planted it outside, Mm -hmm. it might wither and die. So this is, we just came out of like the smallest world imaginable where we were only physically seeing one to two or three people like actually seeing. And I think you're right. I, I do think that it does and make we were a huge all trying difference. to get our needs met also. Corre- correct. Yeah. And I do think it makes a big difference once you're out into the world that things do change. I, I wonder if you could say something like that. Like maybe just like you said, if they're not on a fast track, maybe this peters out truly. And maybe like if it's if the wedding's a year from now, 
maybe you don't have anything to worry about really, honestly. But um, if it if it's sooner, I, I guess you could say to your daughter, I don't think it would hurt to just live in the new world a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, I, th- I agree. This. I feel like the advice you could give could very easily be not necessarily um, negative towards the boyfriend, the fiance, but in fact, just kind of, why don't you guys try living together? Why don't you guys try, like, just to, to prolong the mm. period in which they are dating because hoping hoping that the the relationship cooks itself by by going through the steps of lip moving in together confronting all of those kind of things without the kind of re, the larger kind of global reality we've all been living in which is we're all just responding to the pandemic and making all of our decisions as a result of that. You know, we live in, we're, we're working from home. We're in small pods. We're investing so much of our emotional, uh, in, in investing so much of our emotional well-being or needs in one other person or yeah. something like that, that, that once her friends come back into her life, once the world starts to become more of a real place, that maybe the kind of rapid pace they're moving at slows down a little bit. And you hope that her eyes are open. Now, I think what's tough is, and I think her mom is right, you know, you know, she's 31. She's had a, a long relationship breakup. Like, is she going to be in a hurry to end a potentially kind of, if she does want a family, a relationship that is close to, giving her what she wants. Maybe it's not perfect, but she wants a family. She wants, she's at that age. Maybe it's a tough thing to let go of, but, but I think it's, it's easier to say, try and try and do those, try and move in together, try and whatever, rather than be like, this is not your person. I think that's a dangerous move. I do too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it like that. And I wouldn't say, do not marry this guy. I wouldn't do anything like that. I also just like, to settle your own brain, just make sure in your head, just go through a checklist of just making sure you've at least liked some of the people she's dated and that this isn't in a pattern for you. That's a good point. It does sound like you probably have, but just sort of do that check for yourself to make sure like, no, it's this guy. It's not that no one's good enough for my daughter. That's really I think this is very tricky. I think that's an excellent point, which is figure out what belongs to you and what belongs to the relationship, meaning whatever your preconceived notions about what you want her to have or whatever you, whatever your hopes and dreams were for your only child and your only daughter and being a little, maybe realist, a little more realistic about what she wants and whether that may not match up with what you want for her. And that's a tough pill to swallow, but that is, it's the pill of every parent and every friend. We all have friends that marry people that we can't stand and we stay friends with the friend and you have a little period of mourning and that sort of thing. But if you actually think that this guy is actively undercutting her, we've talked about this before. Someone is either pulling you up or they're pulling you down. Right. And if you really feel that this guy is like a cement block on her ankle, it's a very hard conversation to have, but sometimes you have to have important conversations with people where it's something small where you say, I just want to be sure that this is the guy that makes you happy. There are just certain things that I see 
and the tiny things, but it breaks my heart. You are the you're the funniest, smartest, this, that. I'm your mother. This is how I see you. I hope it's how you see yourself also. And of course, I don't spend the time with him that you spend with him. I don't know what it's like when you're together. And I'm trying not, I don't want to be unfair and I'm not trying to pass judgment on the status of this relationship, but I see ways in which he diminishes you. And that's hard for me to see because to me, I need to know that either A, it doesn't bother you or B, I'm, I'm misinterpreting it. I'm seeing it the wrong way, but I feel that I have to say something because these are all the wonderful things I see about you. And I, I really couldn't live with myself if I thought you were planning the rest of your life with someone who was going to dim your light in some way, basically. And it'll be horrible and everyone will cry and she'll probably not want to take it in, but she might take it in a little bit. If you're going to go that route, just do it, I think, probably quicker than not. I would just do it at the beginning of this engagement if you want to do something like Definitely. that. Definitely. And yeah. all I'm asking is the pandemic, this, that, just spend a little more time together. It's the rest of you your know, life. Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's exactly. I think when you're talking about like eight months on one side of the scale and the rest of your life on the other side, when you're putting it in terms that are so stark, you know, like it really is like, have you really found someone in the last eight months during like what has unquestionably been one of the hardest periods of all of our lives. Yeah. You're saying that that you've now, that is the, that is the, that is the pressure cooker that you think is going to give you a lifetime's worth of kind of successful relationship. Like just, just take a, I would tell, take I would say, beat. tell the thing you can communicate yeah. is to slow down, Yeah, yeah. you know, more than anything yes. else. Not, not let it be about him necessarily not let it be perceived of as criticizing him or things you don't like about him. But is there a way that you can just advocate for slowing down and now enjoying pandemic free dating with, yeah. with him, with, you know, with him. And I'm not saying that, but just like, just try and enjoy the world as it is now, instead of the entirety of this relationship right. has been inside of a pod. Like, yeah. One big barometer for me in dating is how someone treats a waiter. You have not even experienced that yet. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Like you have totally. not been out in the world with him. And that is really, can really give you so many hints and clues about who someone is. Yes. So I think that's right. And also just, yeah, like you both were saying, like during the pandemic, we just grabbed the first Band-Aid, teddy bear, whatever we could find to hold on to, even if, yes, even if in another world that wouldn't have been our our sort of road to take. But sure, I do. Think and and I'm not and I'm not even saying that, like, <clears throat> and I'm sure people during this time will have found wonderful relationships sure. that have absolutely that might, yeah. that might truly be life changing for them. But, but I'm let's saying, give like, ourselves a chance to return to normalcy yes. and the rhythms of life and see what that's like together. We are, we uh, already and, know you're great in a crisis together. Let's find out what it's like when two people go out to work and. He wanted to go meet his friends and I wanted to go meet my friends and I, then I didn't want to go and I don't like his friends. And this is a whole other, the pie, the sliver of the pie that you've had together is, you know, that you enjoy quiet, this intimate time together. 
But what's it like when we expand it to the whole world, basically? Another yeah, I also think, yeah, yeah I, I was going to say, I also think, like, we've all, everybody has just been through, like, a legitimate trauma. Trauma, Absolutely. yeah. So I also think there's a way in which, and you allude to this in your message, but I also think there's a way in which you can advocate for your daughter to return to therapy. Um, if Because yeah. it sounded like she has not, she did it when she had a breakup, but now is maybe not. Uh, if you can get her back in therapy, some of this stuff might be handled within the context of your daughter's relationship with a therapist Yes, in a, in a way that is perhaps easier than uh, her relationship with her mother. I would also argue that a letter writer, if she's not in therapy, should do the same because these are big, big life issues to tease out. Even though, you know, it's tough for a mother to know where the boundary begins and where it ends. And it would be nice to have someone to talk to. You said you don't want to talk to your friends. I'm genuinely curious if you think this is a bad idea or a good idea. Um, would it be bad form for if this, this her daughter's boyfriend, if he says something shitty or demeaning or whatever it is, for the mother to say right there, don't talk to my daughter like that. Or I don't like when you talk to my daughter like that. Do you think, I mean, I just wonder if she would clock it more or if that's just like, don't go there. Well, the da- it'll, it'll become the daughter saying, why did you embarrass him and me? Yeah, he's airy and the daughter is, it sounds like the daughter, she, it sounds like the mother has said parents something. parents don't like him. You has think? said something like that and she, the daughter says like, oh, he's just kidding or blah, blah, right, she, like, so. the daughter's She's going to take his side. Right. The daughter's already apologizing for his bad behavior. So I, I more sucks. think like, I more think being a non-polite or non-receptive audience is better than just, is better than like coming, coming back with energy yeah. at him. Just let his bad jokes die, you know. Yeah, that actually is the worst of all. Yeah, don't don't politely. I would say don't, don't politely. Laugh at them. Yeah, yeah, don't politely create like a social situation for him to feel better inside of it. Yeah. Let his let his whether they're misogynist or whether they are sexist or whether they are just rude jokes. Let them just sit there and let everybody sit in the discomfort of it, uh, and let your daughter recognize that her parents don't like when her fiance makes jokes at her expense. Unfortunately, I think you give the daughter ammunition in a a situation like that because she's looking for it. She knows, she knows he's not the guy, but she, and she knows the parents don't like him, but she is doing what she's doing and this is, and they're wrong and da, da, da. And so you're just going to cause a greater division, I think, in that situation. Again, but, get her yeah. back in therapy. Everybody's yeah. gone through. Let you someone know, she else might just tell be, Really, it should be prescribed to everyone right now. Yeah. She yeah. might just be, yeah, she might just be like coming out of an absolutely horrible year. And this guy seems like something solid to grab onto. Yeah, so. but let's slow to, and this I down say, if we a can. Year, eight months or however a year long of living with someone who slowly and quietly was doing this to me a little bit. You get used to it a little bit. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if that's the only other person in the you room. Mean, you mean uh, you diminishing you in some comments. way? Yes. Uh-huh. It becomes familiar and maybe you just don't have as much of a perspective, which is why the combo of therapy and being out in the world, I think, might be the ticket here. Yeah. Um, okay, we have one more. It's, it's Also, I'd probably try to take her on a mother-daughter trip for two weeks somewhere, if you could, a week or two. Yeah, and get her to she, and 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 figure out a way to get her get her to cheat on the guy. Break the pattern somehow. <laughs> Let us see that her, there's other things in the world, other ways to enjoy yourself, 
And unless she's the type who's going to be texting him the whole time. Put her in an think- Outward Bound or Scared Straight program. <laughs> Send her on a Knowles trip. Oh, exactly. that is, but I think if you could if you could switch up a perspective a little bit, that would be helpful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we've got one more. This one's pretty quick too. Hi, Ron O'Brien and guest. Love the podcast and your input and views. I'm a 23-year-old okay. who started seeing a 38-year-old guy right over two years ago. So 23, 38, two years ago. So At 21, the moment, 36. Okay. Sure. You're right. Yeah, you're right. At the moment, we are not officially dating, dating, but you wouldn't know the difference if you looked at our communication. I started dating him while in college, and he is my second relationship of any merit. As of July 2020, I moved back home about eight hours away from him. Mm. Before the pandemic, I set up expectations to distance ourselves from our daily interactions. But that fell apart as soon as we were in isolation from society. Since then, we have continued as normal since February, where I visited and was crushed by him making me feel like I wasn't a priority on a scheduled visit. I tried to cut off communication after that, but he wanted to keep in contact, just not, but he wanted to keep in contact, just not be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That pretty quickly reverted to our normal ways. And while I have looked around, neither of us has moved on. He's really my best friend, but I feel like our relationship is reliant on his terms from the start. And no matter what parameters we place, that stays the same. I kind of know he is a repressed, manipulative fuckboy, but I can't let go of the communication, especially because in almost a year away, I have not gained any new friends due to pandemic and general introversion. How do I either set a concrete boundary or just cut him off? Any advice or insight is appreciated. I feel dumb due to my own critical analysis and immature and immaturity, which might be contributing, especially compared to him. Thank you and love forever. No name. Hmm. I mean, I think I think that rather than trying to figure out that the solution is going between you and him, like how do I set a boundary or how do I cut him off or how do I whatever, I think that the solution you're he's giving you all the information you need, right? About where he's at and what his expectations are or what his thing is you you have all the info it's not gonna a conversation's not gonna solve this there's nothing so i think for you it's about creating situations for yourself to uh either uh, kind of akin to what you were saying in the last letter rana get perspective for yourself so that means i think you're not close to him so i think you need to start opening yourself up to what is going to make you happy and is it dating or is it again coming out of this year is and is is really like a fucking mental nightmare for people like a, a be kind to yourself yes let your let let yourself in this time of transition from isolation from lockdown from scary you know, consumed with the 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 news and the virus and everything that's going on with uh, how our lives have changed as a result and reintroducing yourself into the world, you might find that the world seems a more exciting, interesting place that maybe he isn't so much the focal point of where your what your uh, intentions are because now you're no you're no longer in his atmosphere or in his orbit. See if you can't kind of. Set goals that for yourself 
mean forward motion that aren't tied to this guy and do like what's the as if there's a silver bullet to either ending this relationship successfully or turning it into the relationship you want i don't think either of those things are going to happen with like a definitive move i think you need to i think you need to really figure out again get into therapy period uh and figure out for yourself what are the steps that are going to make you feel more self-sufficient, confident, and reliable that you are getting the needs that you want met met inside of whatever relationship you're in or whatever relationship you end up having with him. You know, you also say he's your best friend or he's your close friend, and maybe he remains a friend in your life or not. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think you can't can't figure it out in relationship to him. You have to figure it out for yourself and then... And then you can inform him if you'd like. We also need a perspective shift here because the sort of end of the letter for me is the key to the letter where she says something about beating herself up essentially over this, giving herself a hard time. And you can either do that, which is no good for anybody. You can either beat yourself up. Why did I do this? And then he did this and I accepted it anyway. And then I fell back into this pattern and da, 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 da. Or you can quite simply look at it as I got what I needed. That's what I needed during the pandemic. I needed to feel close to someone. I needed to feel that, that this relationship had potential. I needed to have someone that I was in contact with all of the time, whatever it is. But this isn't really going anywhere from here. As Jason said, he has shown you what he's interested in. And what he's interested in is mixed signals and a girlfriend without a girlfriend. And he thinks you're terrific, but whatever it is that's going on with him, you're either not exactly the thing that lines up with his life that's eight hours away, or you're both in different places in your life, or whatever it is. This thing has not, there has not been any forward momentum to this relationship. It's sort of been stuck in this cul-de-sac. I think, uh, yeah, I think, look, there is Pandemic, nothing... pandemic, pandemic is the, the other well, way to say this. I mean, I yeah. do think that's, that's part of it. But also this has been going on longer than the pandemic. The yeah. pandemic might have changed it because now they're a little bit further apart or something like that. But this has been going on for two years, she said. So I think that you have all of the- It didn't draw them closer together like a a last couple. You have all of the data that you need I think um, for to, to understand that this isn't moving forward the way you want it to. But I think what you can try and figure out is what from this relationship do you want to take away as- these are the elements of a relationship that I think are successful or yes. that I want in that I want and desire inside of my next relationship and what are the components that you want to leave behind and say the if these are the things that I actually don't want in a relationship these are the things that don't work for me the parts that do work should remain in your kind of now your 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 growing list of the things that are part the, the things that matter to you in a relationship mm-hmm. and the things and the things on the other side that are kind of deal breakers or for you personally are not going to work with who you are and what your expectations are. So I think figuring out that he doesn't have to be all bad to be like a villain that you dismiss no. out of hand, 
I think he also doesn't need to be the love of your life. This can just be a relationship that you have learned from in a very positive way, you know, uh, and move on, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's really no worse feeling, especially when you're in your twenties. Cause it does sort of, I think that this sort of goes away the more you mature and the more you kind of know more about yourself and like yourself, but there's no worse feeling than being in your twenties and liking someone more than maybe they like you, or at least that's how it feels. It's a heartbreaking feeling and it makes you feel powerless. And like, I don't know, just that there's something wrong with you. And I don't think he's a villain either. I do think though, that he is, he is, this is, he is getting what he wants from this and he's happy with the way things are. He doesn't want to really change a thing here. And you do. I don't think you're over someone until you are over them. I don't care what your friends say, what your family says. It just doesn't matter. You're done when you're done. And then when you're done, you'll absolutely look back at that and just have some questions about it and wonder why you why you did it. But um, I would say just go really easy on yourself and yeah. do the therapy for sure. And, and uh I don't know. I, I would I would put this yourself out there failure. as much as you can. Yeah. No. This, is, well, that, this isn't yeah, an think, excuse to see yourself as a failure or this is a failure. Or not at why all. did I allow myself to be treated this and way? And none of it was a waste of time or anything like that. But But you also participated in this dynamic and he's not an abusive jerk or anything. He's just a guy that doesn't want to commit. Yeah. And the other thing is he's you know. 17 years older than you or whatever it is. And I'm not saying that there can't be successful relationships between older men or women and younger men or women or whatever. It's just that he's lived more life than you. So he may actually know that this is all he really wants. And that really and may be what it, he wants. And that's and it okay. Sounds like he's, he, it sounds like he's telling you that and you need to believe him and move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he, I don't think like, it doesn't sound like he's, he's like um, dangling the hope of a, the relationship you always wanted in front of you. It seems like this is what it is. So I, I feel like, you know, the information now allow yourself to say, oh, this is, he wants this. I don't. So we can now pursue other things. It's a bummer, but I think this is this is the this is why we date. This is what it is all ga- the gathering of information in an effort to kind of be better at it the next time. Yeah. To to the next time, take and take forward the things that are significant, important, meaningful, yeah. healthy, and leave behind the things that are not helpful, problematic, or that are, you know, you know, stultifying your, you know, your, what you feel like are your needs in your relationship. Yeah. And also the last year was such a freeze. I know you were together or had this relationship before the pandemic, but no one's coming out of this the same. They're really not. And I think the sooner you can figure out who you are in 2021 through a therapist or, or whatever, I think it'll be easier to, to, to move through it than you think. The last thing I would say is if you say to him, uh, I just think we don't want the same things. I really have to be honest with myself and say, I want more. I want us to be boyfriend and girlfriend or I want whatever it is. I mean, the the big thing was she went all the way to visit him and he didn't make seeing her a priority during right. the pandemic, that's, which that's, is. That's so telling. Yes. I agree. And so I think if you say to him, 
we don't want the same things. And he says, okay, I respect that. And I understand. And then the next week he continues doing what he's doing with the, this and the, that, that at that point, that's on that's him. That's, that's cruel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where he falls into the category of, eh, he's a guy that just wants what he wants. So you, but you have to hear the information or see the information when it's given it to you, given to you. Yeah. And, and I find that like people are always telling you, what they think, what they feel, how they believe things are, what they want. People are always telling you it's just about getting out of your own way so that you can hear it and be like, okay, I need to like react based on what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. Not like what I, not what I hope is the truth or not like the future, the future thing that if we can just adjust this or if this was different, bah, 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 if you can, don't live for the perfect version of a future yeah. relationship right. that, that will never arrive. Yeah. Understand that the present relationship you're in is the only one you're in. And if it's not working for you, you have to walk away. And yeah, if you communicate you on needs and Correct. no one responds to that, that's, yes. that's big. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if Brian that's not talks been clear, about this like, a lot. Did you tell them what you asking needed? For what you, asking yeah. for what you want. Yeah. You know, make sure that, that he understands what you would like out of a relationship. And if he's incapable of giving it, which it sounds like he is, then you have done your best and should feel very proud to walk away from it, I think, you know, in a, in a way that doesn't mean like burning it to the ground or anything like that. No. Just is like, oh, no, I I only want to pursue relationships in which I feel like there is the potential for me to have my wants and needs met. Yeah. Shagree. Jason, we've reached the end of the show. And oh my now, God, so exciting. So exciting. And it only goes up from here because now what we do is we pick one of the people who wrote a letter to us and we send them a little something, a little gift that uh, we think might make their day a little bit brighter. So yeah. uh, just to, I'm going to quickly recap who our letters were from and then we can pick who we think uh, would enjoy this the most. So we have Dating with an Age Gap, who we just talked about. We have the mother who hates. Her future son or son-in-law or can't yeah. stand him. And we have the uh friend who has a friend whose perfume is gross. <laughs> I feel like that one and we so, could probably eliminate. <laughs> what were you I feel say? like I feel like my 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 vote so we're voting on who we think should get the gift. And it's just yes. right? Yeah, it's just a feeling. There's no just real criteria. Okay, just whoever no, you yeah. like. So so I would vote for the this last dating with an age gap yeah. this last this last letter because i feel like you know um she's going through a hard time there's you know she's she's feeling alone or she's feeling kind of like vulnerable and so whatever this gift is perhaps would make her feel a little bit better and not that you know the mom is not deserving or whatever like but i think this person Coming out of the pandemic seems kind of. I feel like a, a some sort of a pick me up would be would be great for her. I totally agree. There's something about being young and being in love like that, and then it not really. I don't know. It makes me so sad yeah. for her. So I, I know, I, I know her. But isn't it something that everyone can relate to that feeling? Oh sure, absolutely. So, and I know absolutely. that I know that that's not much of a consolation when you're going through it. But know that absolutely every person has gone through it. So no that another reason to not shame yourself, beat yourself up, this, that. This is the most human thing that happens to people. You're going through your version of a thing that happens to everybody. everybody. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just yours is this unique combination of it. Yeah. And it's happening to you, which sucks. But the universality of it, great news. 
there's a million movies and songs and everything yeah. that are that are documenting this exact uh, journey you're on. And and it, it only you know if you attend to it in the best way, you know, being kind to yourself, being forgiving to yourself, not beating yourself up, getting into therapy, all that stuff. It this will be something that not only is surmountable, but easily so. Like these are just, you know, like your adult life will be built upon, your adult relationships will be built upon the learned knowledge of, the cumulatively learned knowledge of your former relationships. Yes, that's very, you know? very lovely and well put. That's all it's about, is is giving yourself permission to go to that next relationship so that you can continue to figure out how and where you are most successful. The only thing I would add well to that said. is is don't uh, get too attached to the idea that this guy's your best friend. He's, he's not your too. best friend. He's yeah. the person you are most close and intimate with right now. Right. But he's not your best friend. Agreed. So I agree. Get ready to let go of that idea. Agreed. I think we do the Palo Santo candle, Brian. Sure. I think we do the Lilabo Palo Santo candle because this is all about a little bit of a like purge cleanse. in the air, yeah, a, yeah. Little, a little cleanse and Love something like special that. and lovely for you. Love I like that. Dear Jason, I do have a fence on the vin- vineyard that could use one more coat. <laughs> Rana, I think he's going to pass that. Really? <laughs> Very I'll be. I'll do it. How I'll do it. I you think know, he I'm would saying. come to the vineyard. Yeah. I think he'd come I like to the vineyard it. if I. I like the him. idea of working at yeah. working outside. Honest you know, being work. out in the sun. Honest work. Sure. And you're so busy with all these movies and this and that, but you can't be doing a movie every day of the year. Right. You really can't. No. no. So and, you and know I'm especially how very. That salt water is. I'm still very afraid to go back to a set. So the idea of like being in the backyard painting a fence sounds actually quite well, safe. Well, Brian and I would like to invite you to the vineyard to come paint the I'm fence. I'm invited? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Rana. Yeah, well, if I don't you know, must Jason. must be in a really good mood. Jason might think that's too big of a pod. We'll have to no, discuss Jason, it. No, Jason, you're okay if I go, right? No, I, Brian, I would, I would love to have Thank you there. That would so be much. terrific. But you'll have Thank to you. sleep outside. That's the only... Who, That's Jason? The, no, Brian will have to sleep outside. There's only, we kind of have all, everyone under one roof. I don't know how you vaccinated have a huge everybody house. is. I know, but we have to be careful. We can't, there's new variants. <laughs> we don't know what's going, you know. For now, we're covered uh, for Jason, now. I got the Sputnik and the version I got of the Sputnik vaccine, they told me it would last for 14 years. Rana doesn't believe oh. it. And she doesn't think I even actually got the, like. They words, is be, my housekeeper. Her yeah, housekeeper Vina. vaccinated me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So it does. I will say, Brian, it does sound like you said a bunch of things there that are that are red flags. Can I ask you a question, Jason? (laughs) Which number is if you if you were a consumer at whatever Radio Shack? Okay. And it's out of business. But okay. I didn't say it was present day. Okay. He can relate to this this, question. Yeah. This hypothetical (laughs) takes place in the past. Okay. And you were going in and you saw their, you know, the early version of the Guitar Hero or whatever they're selling there. <laughs> and you saw a pack of batteries wow. and you thought, oh, my God, I'm about to do an eight-hour comedy set. I need batteries for my microphone or whatever. So you go into that store and one says, it'll last six months. And another says, this shit's going to last 14 years. What do you get? Okay, now the one that is, says it's going to last 14 years, is it written in Russian? Let's say yes. It's a Russian then font, I'm, but it's written in English. Then I'm, 
then I'm not buying. <laughs> then I'm not buying that because I I don't believe it. Also, I don't think Radio Shack carries like Soviet era bags. <laughs> you know what? They that would which why do you think they closed? Why do you think <laughs> maybe, they closed? Maybe that's what put, maybe that's what put them out of business. I wouldn't be surprised. I would believe that most of the electronics at Radio Shack came from Russia. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> uh, Naomi right, Perrigan yeah. told me yesterday that they vaccinated an orangutan months before they vaccinated a person. I'm sure that's COVID. true. Right. So I'm just saying, well, would you invite the orangutan? Fair, I would hope so. To be fair, though, the orangutan was a frontline worker. So That's true. Honestly, that if really... they were giving cuddles during the pandemic, they deserve to get the vaccine before anybody Well, fine, Ronna, then you, Jason, and an orangutan can go to the vineyard and I'll sleep outside. Don't I, would love a cu- oh, wow. I would love a cuddle from an orangutan. I would. Well, an orangutan is so much more likely to rip your face, buttocks, and hands off. And their no, arms are violent. long. Ronna, their arms are long. They could rip off. They could rip off both your oh, heads at the same time. Are you kidding? Do you know what happened during the filming of Every Which Way But Loose? That's a chimpanzee fool. <laughs> an orangutan is the most gentle creature that you could imagine. Unless you get them oh, angry. Fine. Unless you get them angry. I guess. Unless and the you way get you get them, them angry yeah. is by. But they're by very s- low. They have a very low center of gravity. So if they take a swing at you, you just jump. That's true. <laughs> the only way they interrupt you is just if if you interrupt them touching themselves, which is but all a chimpanzee you don't ago. want anything to do with. A chimpanzee is just an angry, you know, hormonal teenager. That's all. Is that, that the is. one that ripped that lady's face off? Correct. She got the face. Yeah. yeah. Connecticut. Okay. That happened in Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Oprah was so rude to her. I'll never forget it. Well, uh, she did taunt that chimpanzee. So I'm so I sort of understand Oprah's point. Right. Uh all right, right. dear. Jason, Jason, this was absolutely thank you fabulous. This was so fun. What an absolute delight. Thank you both Such for having me. I loved I loved every minute of it. Continued success on all these fabulous things, and we can't wait. Uh you should Please? you should send Mark Wahlberg a gold belly from Mino's roast beef, though, because I think he's trying to get heavy for whatever role he's doing oh, yeah, right now. He gained yeah, a bunch of weight. Said. So this is his I'm time sure. to you know, I'm drink sure milkshakes just, and, and I'm he's sure playing he's Don bananas something or right on Wahlburgers. Hmm. I've never had a Wahlburger. Have either of you? I had one, yeah. And? I haven't either, no. And um, what would you compare it well, to? Well, I had one in an airport, and I well, I thought I'd like it way more than I did. Okay. So you couldn't say, is it not like a Burger King or like a McDonald's or like a fat uh, You burger? know what? I guess it's a little bit, I guess it's a little, feels a little bit fresher than that. But so it, it's 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 more towards like a Shake Shack or a Five or a Guys, Wendy's. probably more toward. I think Shake Shack Five Guys is is the is the right call. Hmm. Um, do you think Wendy's is better than McDonald's or Burger King? No. Oh, I've I've never had a Wendy's. Oh really? We used to have them. Grow, I don't know. Maybe it no. wasn't a big Northeast thing, a New England thing. It, well, they had it, but you wouldn't go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were always Wendy's, Arby's, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's is the only one that ever made any sense to me. I've I've also never had an Arby's. No, you know nor have I. Well, because you actually have roast beef sandwich. The only roast beef that, sandwich that's is why. Exactly. Why have an Arby's when you could have a Minos? Exactly. 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 I didn't have the yeah. There's so, so many sub shops and roast beef stores. It, it, it seemed pointless to go to a you fast food it. restaurant. But yeah. I'd probably have a Wendy's before I'd have a bar pizza. I, I was just going to say, I'd, I'd rather have any of it than South Shore trash bar pizza. <laughs> that sounds pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. We're going to have uh, we're gonna have to have a Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather redo of Jason Mianzoukas and Mike oh Mitchell. We'll do it on the vineyard in my backyard, and we'll charge one Pokemon card per my, customer. My, 
we can it'll be we can have my my cousin's bar and restaurant daddy jones in somerville can cater the whole affair oh that the, sounds great be the um they can decide that's they a can fun name daddy jones i like that, that. oh yes get into yeah. trouble with daddy jones oh yeah guys get yeah. get over to daddy jones come yeah. on wouldn't you daddy joneses yes sure um all right dear kiss kiss what a delight enjoy the rest of your day Rana, I did just want to say, because Jason was curious too. Yeah. We'd love to hear well, from all of you, but also I'm we're very curious about what happens with the mother whose daughter uh, is engaged to someone the mother doesn't like. I, I'm curious yeah, what ends up happening. I really want to know. I mean, I just think that is such a tough position for it a mother. I can't think hard. of a more, we're talking about heartbreak on the last question, but I can't think of a more heartbreaking position for a mother to be in. That really sucks. Uh, so anyway, please keep us posted. We understand intimately what you're going through, but oh, boy, isn't life about compromises sometimes. It sure is. All right, shall I read the cliffhanger, dear? I'd love it, Rana. Dear Rana Bryan and magnificent guest, which you we just did. missed him. You just missed him. Yeah. I have a problem I hope you can help me with. Before the pandemic, my friend group and I, mostly current slash former co-workers, would take turns hosting and cooking weekly dinners. Nice. Significant others were always welcome. The more, the merrier. And over time, we all coupled up. Well, almost all. One of my co-workers, we'll call him Gary, has been single the whole time. I got to say, Gary, it sounds like that. Yeah. He is a Gary. Imagine if the, you know, I would just hate, if I was the subject of an anonymous letter and someone chose Gary as a name for me. I know, I feel, it's like choosing Barry. That's what you think of me. I'm I'm a Gary. Right, exactly. You know, why don't you give him, why isn't he Alexander? It's just a very square name, exactly. uh, Oh God, did I watch a terrible Wuthering. Have you ever seen Wuthering Heights or read Wuthering Heights? Both. What an absolutely abusive, mental psychopath. I hate that book. It's an awful- I hate the story. It's an awful story, but an awful There's nothing romantic about it. He's no. such an asshole. Was it Charlotte or Emily who wrote- Emily, Wuthering it was Emily. It is- Charlotte abs- to Jane Eyre. Yeah, well, Jane Eyre is fabulous. Um, incredible. Now that's a psychological thriller. That's a great one. But Emily, but uh, uh, Wuthering Heights is- such a but horrible story. Only two good things about Wuthering Heights. The name. The setting. The setting. Okay, yeah. three things. And the name Heathcliff is a great name. It is a good name. But the- And the song by Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights, is also really good. story is psychotic. Awful. Awful. Psychotic. And awful. And I think- I remember they, when I read it being like, did I just- Am I an unromantic person? These did I miss something? people didn't read the book carefully or something like that. Right. I don't know. In any event. And you're right. The title takes it a long way. It's a, it's an incredible title. Yeah. Okay. Gary's been single the whole time. He is a gay man in his 40s, and the rest of us are straight and in our late 20s slash early 30s. He never complains or seems to be uncomfortable with the couple talk, though he does usually leave the parties by midnight while the rest of us stay till 2 or 3 a.m. I couldn't help but worry about him, though. Uh-oh. A medla. Yep. I thought it couldn't be fun for him when the rest of us talk about couple stuff, weddings, etc. What's going to ha- happen when we start having kids, etc.? Yeah, it sounds it sounds honestly, it sounds so boring. 
But we're not I, answering this now. Go ahead. <laughs> I used to encourage him to get on the apps. And again, pre-pandemic, I did even bring a blind date for him a few times. He did not react well to this. After the third time, he sat me down and told me he appreciates the effort, uh, but that he is happily single. I heard him. I swear. And I stopped. But just recently, I started taking a poetry class, uh, a pottery class. Oh, and God. You guys... I found a soulmate. Uh-huh. They have the same sense of humor, tastes, come from similar backgrounds. It's crazy. Crazy, yeah. These dinners are about to resume, and I want to invite my new friend from pottery class. I think everyone would like him, and maybe there could even be some sparks between him and Gary. Question mark. Sparks, sparks, sparks. Sparks. But how can I bring him without tipping Gary off. It is not usual for us to just bring random new friends. Do I say to this guy, do I say this guy is new to town and I felt bad for him? I would of course have to tip him off to this backstory. I knew I should respect, I know I should respect Gary's wishes and I do, but what if this really is his soulmate? Doesn't he deserve the chance to find out? Such a fan of all you both do. Much love, Jessica. Fake name. All right, Jessica, we're gonna we're gonna answer this right on patreon.com slash askrana, askranacoffee.com. And the most exciting earth website shattering. I'm about to drop, earth shattering, negrana.com. There's for the all pre- your summer needs. Yeah, there's the pre-pandemic era, there's the post-pandemic era, there's the pre-negrana era, there's the post-negrana era. Couldn't agree more. Whitney Houston so. said her life was divided pre-bodyguard, post-bodyguard. Our lives are defined by pre-Negrana, post-Negrana. I couldn't have said it better myself. Perfect. Coming Friday. Kiss. Sloppy kiss. Kiss, kiss, vomit. (laughs) Kiss, vomit. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.